This week on Dig Me Out, Tim and Jay review Through the Darkness by D-Generation. I think what it comes down to is I just get worn out. You know, half this album is great, exactly what I want, and the other half is not. There's not enough choruses here. Just deliver on that. Don't overcomplicate it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dig Me Out. I am your host, Tim Minichi, and joining me once again, Jason Ziak. Jay, we have a suggestion by you on this episode. Damn straight. We haven't had one in a while from you, so um, we're going to be getting to a bunch of them, but this is the first of a few that... Uh, are unfamiliar to me. I had never... Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I knew one song by this band, speaking of D-Generation, but I didn't know it was them. And of course, I'm speaking of the song Degenerate, which was on an album uh, that came out in 1995 called No Lunch, but it wasn't actually played by them. Well, I don't know if it wasn't played by them because it was in the song Airheads was the uh, song that was played at the end of the uh, end of the movie when they finally get to play in the parking lot. If you remember Airheads, Jay, do you remember the plot of uh, Airheads? Uh, I, I do remember the plot. I don't remember the song. Uh, Degenerated, I think is the name of the song. It's the last uh, song okay. that's on No Lunch. And yeah, uh, yeah. Brendan Fraser, uh, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler, their band... I believe they're called the Lone Rangers. <laughs> they uh, that it was the song that they that they r- raised the roof with at the end of it the. Was so uh, f- Go ahead. No, at the end of the movie. That's all. Yeah. It was so funny that uh, when that movie came out, like they must have been in production for a long time because they totally got. I think it came out like what year did that come out? Mid nineties. Uh, and the whole premise was like the band was. The be- basically the band they portrayed in the movie would have been ninety four probably. They would have been fitting for the late eighties, mm-hmm. definitely. And by the time the movie came out, like none of what that band was representing was it le- was it anyway popular in rock and roll <laughs> right at that time. Like, you know, they're wearing leather pants and playing, you know, basically AC DC style hard rock, I guess. And in nineteen ninety four, that was not cool. So it was a whole movie based around a band that was painfully uncool at the time. (laughs) And the song, even that song, like, then was sort of like, what? This doesn't sound like Nirvana. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, it was a little bit, um, it was just odd. I guess, uh, well, I guess, I don't know. I don't think that D-Generation didn't write that song. I should backtrack. It was actually, I think it was a cover. I don't know who wrote it. But it's it's track twelve on no launch. We're getting way ahead of ourselves because <laughs> it should be this should be covered in the history of the band. But anyway, so you picked this album, Jay. Why did you pick this album? Through the darkness is by the way the album that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. This was a band that um so in the late to mid nineties there were a, were a bunch of bands that were trying to resurrect you know sort of a I guess a classic rock mix with kind of glam thing you know so you had the, like the black hair halos and the super suckers and you had the whole swedish thing with the helicopters and 
all those bands. And, and this was one of the bands, <clears throat> an American band that was mixed in that I always felt like I, I had great hopes for, but for whatever reason, never, even though I had the albums, never really ended up spending a ton of time with them and mm-hmm. really absorbing them and getting into them as much as I had hoped I would. <laughs> um, so th- in a lot of ways at the time, they didn't deliver, I guess, on the promise or the expectations I at least personally had for the band. So I thought it would be interesting now that we're sort of out of that, at least for me, it was kind of a weird time where, you know, these bands were trying to do it, but it it was kind of not, there was no radio for it. There was no, it didn't fit the mold of what, you know, alternative rock radio was doing at the time. So it was always sort of shrouded in this weird, like it didn't quite fit. Now that all that's kind of passed, and I feel like I have a completely fresh perspective on a lot, a lot of music from that from that time. Um, I thought it'd be fun to go back and listen to and just just try to get a sense of was the material good, was the band good? Right. Um, so let's do the history of the band. History of the band. Degeneration formed in 1991 by uh, Jesse Malin. On vocals, Howie Pyro on bass, Michael Wildwood on drums, Richard Bacchus on guitar, and Danny Sage also on guitar. They were uh, New York City. I forgot to mention they were formed in New York City. Their first album came out in 1994, self-titled on Chrysalis. Second album, No Lunch, came out in 1995 on Columbia. Their third album, which we're reviewing, Through the Darkness, came out also on Columbia. Came out in uh, '99. There was also there was two notes about this album. Uh, Todd Youth repa- replaced Richard Backus on guitar, and the album was produced by Tony Visconti, who was a legendary producer who worked with such people as David Bowie and Mark Bolan. So we mentioned the whole Airheads thing. The song "Degenerated" was actually a song by a New York punk band called Reagan Youth. They were around from 1980 to 1990 and then reformed again in 2006. The song was written by uh, singer Dave Rubenstein and guitarist Paul Cripple, but his real name is Paul Bajia, Bajaka, I can't, I don't know, it's some B-A-K-I-J-A, Bakaja, <laughs> whatever. So... The song gets covered for the Airhead soundtrack, and I'm guessing around the same time, Degeneration decides to also cover it and put it as the last song on the No Lunch album. I don't know that they knew that it was going to be in that album or or in that movie, or if they just if that was just a coincidence, or if they added it when they were like, "Let's cover this." I'm sure because they were both New York bands and Degeneration uh, was playing in New York City right around the, was formed right around the time that. Uh, Reagan Youth broke up. That there's probably a good chance that those guys saw uh, Reagan Youth play. Who knows? Perhaps we could have gotten Jesse Malin on the show, but he didn't respond to my emails. So we'll we'll just have to make shit up because they don't because yeah. we don't have the answers to those questions. It's their fault, really. Yes. So <laughs> one one month after Through the Darkness came out, the, the band broke up. The uh, the single or not one. They didn't really have a single, but the uh, lead track. Helpless was included in the uh, movie The Faculty, 
which everybody remembers, the faculty starring uh, Jordana Brewster and Josh Hartnett, of course. Can't forget. And Elijah Wood. So that's the history of Degeneration, which was brought to you by us. But if you'd like to sponsor the history of the band, please visit digmeoutpodcast.com, buy a t-shirt, make a donation to pay through PayPal, and you can be a sponsor of the history of the band. So the album, Through the Darkness, Jay, you suggested this record. You gave me your reasons why. That means I have to start out. Yeah. One of the, one of the rare know. occasions where I have to start out with my review. Sucker. You know, it's funny. The first couple times I listened to this record, I wasn't really feeling it. There were certain songs where I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And certain songs where I, I would just I did not get where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. And then two bands sort of started coming to mind as reference points for not necessarily influences, but just where the sound was. And those two bands uh, were the Black Halos and Red Cross. I kind of think of this band as being a, as a as a mashup of those two bands because there's there are elements of the power pop, the heavier power pop of Red Cross on, on the album that we reviewed uh, last year, Phase Shifter, which I really mm-hmm. liked. And then there are elements of that like snotty uh, New York Dolls, Dead Boys influenced punk of the Black Halos, mm-hmm. who I believe were a Vancouver a Canadian band. And his vocals, Jesse Malin's vocals, they balance between that raspy, snotty punk sound and then the more melodic power pop sound of Red Cross, which, you know, is drawing from obviously like bands like Cheap Trick, which I heard mm-hmm. uh, in, in a song like Good Ship Down. Very Cheap Trick sounding mm-hmm. uh, in, in that song. No I'm left with probably I, I like about half the album and then the other half of the album I'm just sort of okay about it does it it kind of mm-hmm. starts to wear on me on the second half of the record it, just in terms of his vocals I'm not a big fan of that style of I, I think it's more of the New York punk with that snotty vocal yeah. as opposed to the LA uh, 80s and late 70s punk of say the Dead Kennedys and and the Germs and, and those kinds of bands and there are elements of even like Richard Hell and the Void Vods, and and which is a band that I really like, uh, in the sound of some of this record, it's a little bit smarter than it kind of comes across at first. Mm. There's some pop culture references here and there in some of the songs. I did like like tracks eight, "Sick on the Radio" or "Sick of the Radio." Is it "Sick of" or "Sick on"? I think it's it's "Sick, sick on, on the Radio." Yeah, "Sick on the Radio." Um, there's some cool lyrics 
that song and and Rise and Fall track four makes a lot of pop culture references like the World Wide Web and, Web and Joe Strummer, which people making pop culture references to the World Wide Web in 1999. It's kind of funny. I, I'm trying to imagine what they thought the <laughs> what the web was going to be at that point. The actually yeah. references of pop culture. I, I think that in referencing Red Cross and, and the Black Halos, you kind of get a, an idea that there's it's kind of a a band that is drawing from the opposite coasts really i mean there are some very la sounding guitar leads and riffs and stuff like that with this rhythm of you know new york punk and attitude of new york punk so it's it's interesting at points when it really works it works when it doesn't i don't think it it's very special yeah what were you thinking well i think those songs um were those two ends of the spectrum come together are really good songs and i think they held up pretty well for me unfortunately this album is very inconsistent in that there's a handful of songs that aren't really like either of those two bands um mm-hmm. and i i would throw in social distortion was a band i heard a lot yeah that's cheap a good trick. one and cheap trick so in some of the songs like helpless to me it's a perfect marriage of social distortion and cheap trip. Verses are very social distortion. They got that attitude. It's that that great, huge Les Paul sound, you know, basic but tight, you know, rhythm playing. And then get to the chorus and it's got like, you know, na 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 background vocals and he 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 goes to a higher register when he sings and he he can almost get to um a Rob Xander kind of sound, which is mm-hmm. amazing because Robert Robin Xander is an amazing singer. Right. And not not that he's as good a singer, but he can make his voice get in that kind of area so that, you know, the choruses, there are a handful of choruses on here that really deliver. Um, and there's some good vocal production that goes on and some additions of, you know, those sorts of na 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 kind of things um, that really, I mean, they work. They're great, you know, pop rock choruses. Um, unfortunately, um, like I was saying, there's a handful of songs in here that I don't know where, what they're doing and where they're going with them. They're almost experimental. They're slow. I, I just don't know what direction. The, it's almost like 
one starts off it almost sounds like it's going to be a refused song or something you know the vocals are grating on on them and those are difficult to get through especially i mean i get your point about even if you cherry picked out you know the, the half the album that it's got that that great mixture of both ends of, of the spectrum we talked about and really comes together as, as pop rock songs. Yeah, there's elements of the band, even in that context, it can be grating. You know, his voice at times, you know, he can he can get on your nerves. So if you mix in material that isn't that great, on top of that, it, it becomes kind of difficult to get into and through. And the whole point of this stuff, you know, again, I'll, I'll say like, song like helpless or rise and fall or good ship down i mean they're just like they grab you right away you know and they deliver that and those are the, that's the way this music should work it shouldn't be difficult to get into an album by a band like this and uh this album's difficult to get into <laughs> you know it's sort of uh yeah you, you can't have that you know so it, it's sort of uh they're not able to commit to what works what works well Maybe they didn't have enough material. I, I don't know what the what the answer is there, or maybe there were some. Well, obviously they broke up, so there must have been some people in the band that maybe wanted to do some other things, and that's what that kind of material like. Don't be denied. Even the Sunday Secret Saints, um, or some of the others. Out of town, lonely. Lonely was one where I was. I, that one didn't rub me the right way. Yeah, the yeah. chorus was really repetitive. songs like helpless is a good example where i struggled with i really like the chorus of that song but those verses i kind of had a love-hate relationship with them that na 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 part just it just gets mm-hmm. repetitive he just sing, he does it over and over and over again and the actually you'll you'll appreciate this anybody who listens to howard stern when he would sing that helpless helpless part it made me think of that Vinny favali song <laughs> restless restless <laughs> I was like, I, I was, it was driving me nuts. I'm like, what did Vinny Favalli sing? Was it Reckless, Reckless, Selfless, Selfless? And then it finally dawned on me, oh, it's Restless, Restless. That's right. Um, and, and some of the, some of these songs, that's a good example. Um, that song's like three minutes, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That, that's not awful. But you know what? That song could have been two minutes and 30 seconds. And there's a couple other tunes on here, like, um, I want to say, like, maybe Sick on the Radio. Good Ship Down might be like this, too. There's just some parts they tack on where you're like, it's just not necessary. You know what I mean? Right. Like, again, my whole point with a band like this would be short, concise, get to get to the hooks, give me some attitude, give me a couple good guitar solos, give me a great guitar tone. You know, stick to those pieces and get in and out under three minutes for most yeah. of the songs. You know, song like Helpless, yeah, you know, the if the verse is... There's not a lot there, then 
God, don't repeat it. You know, <laughs> give it to me once, uh, one and a half times, or you know, two times at most. Don't give it to me four times, um, so that I, by the fourth time, I realize like, oh, this verse is nothing. Like, just get in, and, get in and out, and then and they're not able to do that. And, ju- and just looking at the track lengths compared to the previous album, um, you know, these get a little bit longer. You know, there's a lot more songs on here that are over. F- they're at four minutes. Yeah. Um, than on the previous album, you know, the, other, the previous album, there's two songs that are under two minutes, and another that's you know under two thirty, and you know what I mean. There's a lot of two minute something songs on the on the. I'm sorry, not the first album, but no launch. Um, this album, not like that. You know, things are they're almost consistently across the board. Everything's a little bit longer. They're obviously like some of that material I'm talking about. You know, they're trying. They're, I guess they're trying out different directions for the band. They're just not. They don't work for me, you know. They're not particularly interesting or conducive to to what the this band sounds like. Well, this is interesting because usually when you bring an album for us to review, it's something that you I don't I'm not familiar with, and you are a champion of. And now this might be the first time where you've actually brought an album and not been totally in love with it. That's that's kind of interesting. So I guess is it because you hadn't listened to it? Well, no. I mean, that's I start off by saying like you know. I, I got the albums. I would, you know, get try to get into them. There'd be things about them that I liked, but for whatever reason, I would go back a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go back and figure out why, because when I would sample, I hear a song here, here or there, I would like it. So, you know, I really wanted to go back and, and dig in and try to figure out you know, and give some thought to why is that. And, uh, you know, I sort of, like I said, I came up with the, the takeaway was, you know, half this album is great and exactly what I want, and the other half is not, not, not to the point of like I think that we've done some other albums like this where, you know, the other material, let's say half the material is really strong, and then the other half is sort of like meh, take it or leave. But right. the other half of this album is grating and annoying. <laughs> you know, so you get this these moments of brilliance, and then this moments of, uh, I gotta, go, I gotta listen to something else. Like this is killing me. Let me ask you something, because this bothered me for a while. I listened to this album, you know, multiple times, and then I I heard something, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So the song, "So Messed Up," track yeah. ten. Are you familiar with the tune "Wild Night" by Van Morrison that was later covered by John Mellencamp? Yeah. The verse melody of "So Messed Up" is exactly the same as the verse melody of "Wild Night." Oh uh, yeah. It drove me. I didn't. I could not figure it out for like a week. Uh, yeah. And I would just listen to it over and over again. I'm like, "What is this melody? What is this?" And then I yeah. finally. I, I might even play both of them on the show just to a b them, <laughs> so you can see. Cause it's just driving me crazy. Yeah.
definitely it felt familiar to me. I would have never been able. I, I give you credit for actually being able to figure it out. Usually, when that happens to me, I can. Oh, never it was f- keeping me up nights. It was like it was <laughs> ruining my I can sleep. Never trace it back, so that's that's commendable. Yeah, I don't think we would confuse the two songs for each other, but uh, yeah, they definitely might be one of the things where you know you sort of have an idea. <laughs> You're like, that sounds really good. Why does it sound so good? And at some point, you realize later, like, holy crap, I ripped that off. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, you're saying about the album. That's one of my favorite songs on the album, too. Oh, that's funny. I'm with, I just think that there aren't enough songs here, which I find odd because it took them so long to make this record. Mm -hmm. It's four years. They put out two records in two years, and then it's four years later to make this record. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went down with the guitar player that Todd Youth replaced Richard Backus. But it just comes down to the fact there's just there's not enough good songs with hooky choruses. I mean, you have to have you're doing this style, you know, all those bands that we mentioned as being relevant, Cheap Trick, Red Cross, New York Dolls, whoever, mm-hmm. they all had choruses. Yeah. And there's just there's not enough choruses here. That's what just what it comes down to. I mean, I can't remember I've been listening to this album for, you know, two weeks straight, a week and a half straight, and I can't tell you what half the choruses on this record sound like because yeah. they just they're just not memorable. And the ones that I do remember, some of them because they were annoying. Yeah. So and that's that's just not that's not gonna make for a great record. I'm in terms of the the rating scale for this album, I'm definitely at an EP. I think there's probably four to five songs that I would be slapping onto an EP. In fact, that's probably what this should have been. It should have, should have probably been an EP that came out after, you know, the second record because there's just not, there's just not enough tunes here. Yeah, this is going to be tough for me. Um, let me, just let me for the record, put down what songs I think are actually really good. Helpless, Hatred, Rise and Fall, Only Ghost. I like the chorus, but the verse is really annoying. So that's yeah, they're disconnected from each other. Like the 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 verses are all choppy, and then the chorus actually kicks into something. But then, like if it doesn't work as a whole song, I can't include it. So I, I won't include that one. And he, he, I think I found figured something else out revisiting it is that he falls into a trap of he'll follow the vocal, will follow the guitar melody exactly, and then all of a sudden it won't. And there'll be some songs where they don't at all, but there's other songs where he, you know, even mm-hmm. the accents and the the uh, and the stuff that he does on the on the guitar, like if you there's a little break part or whatever, he'll 
I'll like do a vocal over it that matches it exactly. You're like, why? Yeah. Every once in a while doing that, but there'd be like whole songs or entire verses where they do that. And I think that's a that that song, um, only a ghost is is like that. I think the verses do that, and then the chorus comes out of nowhere and is like super hooky. You're like, what? what? <laughs> I don't get that. Um, Good ship down. I think is a great song. Um, and then second half, I got um, uh, sick of sick on the radio. I think is them doing a slower lower tempo song, slower tempo song, but actually mm-hmm. works. I think that chorus yeah. is actually really good. And memorable, like that. you said, there's some great lyrics on there. Um, so messed up. That kind of funny. That song is really poppy. I think that could have been potentially a single. And it's probably because why, you, you know, the reference you said of where it comes from, why it feels so poppy to me, because um, mm-hmm. I'm so familiar with that, that melody first. There's only, I can almost imagine like a Rick Springfield or something singing that song, you know, with a little <laughs> less edge. But like, you know, yeah. what I mean, the the that in terms of material, I think that song is, is pretty strong. And then the last one would be cornered. Um, I felt was pretty good. Don't be denied. The last song on the album is one of the worst. And it's like six. Well, it's not. There's a hidden track on there too, but it's it's a really yeah. long song. Um, so I'm Cornered, at seven. Which would put you at a short album or a long EP. Cornered has a nice uh, part that looks like well, not part, but they, they actually let the bass kind of come through in that song, which is nice because a lot of this album you don't. I don't think that the bass really is doing anything spectacular. No, it's just it's just sort of there where you can actually get some bass. And as a bass that, player, that's I appreciate that. And that song sounds the most like, to me, the Black Halos and Super Suckers. You know, it's the most straight, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's tempo, it's fast. It's, you know, those, those <laughs> neither of those two bands have much in terms of subtlety. And this is, no. you know, a song that's right in that wheelhouse. So, yeah, I'm at seven songs. Um, I guess, what do I got? I got to make a call here. Yeah, um, you're on the album. edge. God. <sighs> I got to say EP, I guess, then. I, just right. because I know it would be so, if it was it's distilled down to f- five or six, it it would it would be you know borderline flawless if they could refine it down to that. So that's where I'm at. Well, maybe they'll have a chance because they did announce like a year or two ago that they were yeah 2011 they reunited for shows and uh, Jesse Malin said that there might be a new album in 2012. So hmm. we'll see cool. for bands that are around today. I, I heard a couple. That are probably a couple stretches, but the hives. Um, I thought that the hives, they're a little cleaner. But I think if you like the bombast of the hives, you might dig some of this band and some of this record. Um, Buck Cherry, one they've been around for yeah. a while, and that and that was a band that their first album I think came out around just before this or around that time. I think and it was the same year. So the movement I was talking about, like there's this group of bands trying to do this thing that were very much on the fringe and didn't really fit in very well and mm-hmm. Buck Cherry is one that's sort of because basically two hits were able to somehow get through all that and have their own basically you know really make their own space um, which most of these other bands haven't been able to do I think that if you are into this is going to be a stretch that first Strokes record I think mm. there might be some stuff that could translate over maybe not a lot but some and then i also think that some of the stuff that butch walker has done both solo and then with marvelous three if you were a fan of his work especially his, his more rocking stuff you might 
dig this because he had he kind of has like a smart lyrical bent to a lot of his uh, songwriting, and I think that that's one of the stronger aspects of this band. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Buck Cherry, Danko Jones. Um, Danko Jones you know, is a good one. Yeah. I think the thing that is tough for this band is that um, hardcore superstar. Um, there are a ton of bands that are just as, as obscure as this band is, so it doesn't really help you much. But um, the thing that will be tough, I think, for wider audiences on this band is that they're either going to come from more of a classic rock kind of thing. So, like, say for the missionary, say like the darkness. You know, if you use that as a reference, this band has got more of a snarly punk edge to them that maybe the fans of the darkness aren't going to like. And if you come from too pure of a punk, you know, standpoint, there's going to be enough like kind of classic hard rock stuff in here that maybe pure punk fans are going to like. So I think that's the the tough part. This band sits in, I think, an awkward spot between the two worlds. I have a hard time with, you know, there were aspects of the Black Halos that I liked, but I think what it comes down to is I just get worn out by by the vocals. I can listen to all sorts of music all day. But if the vocals start to wear on me, which they did, then that's what blows it. Yeah. And the thing that's great about, say, the, let's take the first Black Halo's record, right? You can throw that on and basically, although some of these songs I'm looking at now are over four minutes long. It doesn't feel that long, though. Like, you can get through that record and, like, there's hooks all over it and there's tons of energy. And, and it kind of is just a shot of adrenaline. You, you listen to it one time in a mix of other things and... You know, it just gives you that boost of energy and you get the attitude and you kind of move on. And there's not, you're not going to discover more about the record if you listen to it over and over again. Maybe you come back to it a couple months later, or a couple years later, or whatever. It's just part of like an overall <laughs> cleanse palate or palate cleansing that you can do uh, with some of these bands. This band, like in this particular album, is that they're trying to do with some of this stuff, do something more experimental or deeper or something. I don't know. Yeah. Which creates a barrier and and this kind of music where there should be no barriers really. You know, I should be in the mood to just kind of get the blood pumping and want to hear something fun and upbeat and got some attitude and just, you know, just deliver on that. Don't overcomplicate it. Simplify. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our take on D generations album through the darkness. If, uh, you want to leave some feedback, head on over to iTunes and drop us a note. Perhaps click a few stars, five of them, if you're feeling frisky. Also want to mention, we haven't mentioned it before, but it's been there for a while. We have a new commenting system on our website. You can now avoid the blogger system and you can log in with, um, how do you pronounce it? it is Discus or mm-hmm. a, Okay. You can log in that way, and I believe it. You can use your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever to log in to Discus and actually post the comments. Yeah, I, Discus is a. Um, it might be discuss or discuss. That, anyway, that makes sense. You see it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty common now. So if you've created an account on another site, you can use that here, and you can also just use your Facebook or Twitter login if you want. But it, uh, it's about as easy as it gets to for leaving comments so please do there's a yeah. lot of good good stuff out there we see in twitter and facebook and email and stuff and it'd be nice to start to gather all that together so we can get some back and forth with people all right folks thanks for listening 
Reminder, if you want to uh, if you want to be like Jay and you want to suggest an, uh, a record for this podcast for us to listen to, shoot us an email, digmeoutpodcast at gmail.com. Jay, thanks for joining me once again. Thanks for your suggestion. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Dig Me Out. Want to leave feedback? Join the conversation at digmeoutpodcast.com for links to our Facebook page and Twitter feed. While you're there, support the podcast by visiting our donation and merchandise pages. And thanks for listening. Dad, Alan, Alan,